Grace you and peace in the name of our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Some weeks back, I had a dream about a certain Bible passage. It was Acts 19, to be specific. For no other reason, I believe, than God was, I think, trying to send me a message. You see, I had not read this passage any time in recent memory. So I have no idea why this passage in the middle of the night would suddenly pop up in my head. But I woke up, quickly jotted down the text so I wouldn't forget what it was when I went back to sleep, and figured I would, when I got to the office the next day, I would uh, kind of start looking at that a little more in depth about a sermon idea that I had from that text. But before I explain what happened when I got to the office, I'd like to read that text for you so it kind of sets the stage. It's from Luke, from Acts chapter 19, 11 through 17. Luke wrote this. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that he had touched were taken to the sick, and their illnesses were cured, and the evil spirits left them. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish high priest or chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and I know about Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. When this became known to the Jews and the Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Again, for whatever reason, I woke up my sleep with that passage in my head. And I began to think about Jesus as a warrior. You see, the demons knew Jesus and they feared Jesus. But not because he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But because he is the Lion of the tribe of Judah who had come into this world to destroy them. Somehow this passage from Acts and the, the demon knowing Jesus by name made me want to preach a sermon about Jesus as a warrior. A picture that you and I generally don't have of him. And then I came into the office that morning to prepare the message for today, for Sunday, the 28th of January. And I read the texts that were appointed for this Sunday, this, the fourth Sunday after Epiphany. And I was shocked when I read the gospel reading today from Mark chapter 1. And I'd like to read to you that text again, which we just read. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went to the synagogue, began to teach. 
The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law. Just then a man in their synagogue was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. The evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. And the people were so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He even gives orders to the evil spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. Each week as I sit down to prepare a message for our worship, I begin the same way every time. I start out by reading all four of the readings that are appointed for the Sunday. My hope is that as I read them, something in one of them will pop out at me. And I'll begin to have a concept of what it is that I can preach on for this particular Sunday. But as you might well imagine, sometimes I read through all four and nothing jumps out at me. So then I have to go back and I start studying each of those texts and diving deeper into them and translating the Greek and such to try to find something that I can grab hold of that I can develop a message around. But while I read the text, a point for today, after I just had a dream that night about Acts chapter 19, I knew exactly the text I was going to preach on, and I knew exactly what I was going to say. What I believe God wanted me to say. This evil spirit in our gospel reading knew Jesus' identity fully, that he is the Holy One of God. And as such, the evil spirit feared Jesus, and he asked Jesus that question, have you come to destroy us? And the answer to that question is yes. Jesus did come to destroy them. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, the apostle John wrote this, the one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. And in 1 Corinthians 15, as Paul talks about Jesus returning to this earth on the last day to raise us from the dead, he states that after Jesus raises us, then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The picture that we commonly have of Jesus, I think looks something like this. He's a very demure 
soft, sometimes even somewhat effeminate man. We seldom see pictures of Jesus that look like this. But this is the Jesus that the demons feared. This is the Jesus who is also the lion of the tribe of Judah. This is the Jesus who crushed the head of Satan and who defeated death and sin through his suffering and death on the cross and through his victorious resurrection from the grave. This is the Jesus who will destroy death once and for all as he raises us from the dead on that last day as he returns to this earth in visible form. Too often the picture that we paint for ourselves of Jesus and that we paint for the world of Jesus is of this passive, soft-spoken, sweet-natured, non-assertive, non-imposing, gentle man. But that is not the picture that the Gospels paint of Jesus. He cursed a fig tree for not bearing fruit. And it wasn't even a season to bear fruit. He chastised the Pharisees and the teachers of the law for their stubborn hypocrisy. He overturned the tables of the money changers in the temple for their thievery. And he dared the Jewish leaders to stone a woman for her adultery. You know, Jesus could have easily gotten out of town and gone back up to Galilee and hid where nobody could have found him if he wasn't fully committed to waging war against Satan, against sin, and against death. But he didn't run away. And though he did not fight to save himself, but willingly went to the cross, he did fight to save us. And though he might have seemed demure, maybe even soft, in not standing up for himself, it took every ounce of a warrior's strength to remain silent and to bear the punishment for all of our sins, the sins of every person, past, present, and future. You know, I've heard people say that statement, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Those two things are not antithetical. You can be both a lover and a fighter. Jesus was, and he is, both a lover and a fighter. He loves us so much that he gave his life for us on the cross. And he's a fighter who fought against Satan, sin, and death for us and conquered them all through his resurrection from the dead. And he continues to fight for us every day of our lives as we face the challenges and the struggles of life 
in a fallen world. And He will fight for us all the way up to that time when He raises us from the dead and destroys death once and for all. The demons had good reason to fear Jesus. Because He was and He is the Holy One of God. And as such, He is the fiercest and He is the strongest warrior the world has ever or will ever know. Pharaoh witnessed it. Goliath experienced it. The demons feared it. And Satan has succumbed to it. The evil spirits may not know who we are, but they know who the one we worship is. And he fights for us. Therefore, Paul could write, if God is for us, who can be against us? That's right. May we live each day with this empowering truth that the God who loves us and forgives us, and has already saved us, also fights for us. To Him be the glory forever and ever. Amen.